evening and welcome to a new series of Bible studies that we're going to be doing from the book of Galatians. Thanks to Steve Goodall for the work he's been doing in preaching and teaching over these last few weeks. And now we're going to go ourselves back into the New Testament and really begin to look at what it means to be free in Jesus. So if you've got your Bibles or your tablets or whatever you read from, uh, if you'd like to get that out, and we're going to be looking at the first 10 verses of the book of Galatians. I won't start by reading that, but you might want to just uh, stop at this point and read them, uh, and then we'll just go through them one by one. Uh, we've committed ourselves as a church to systematically preach the Bible and to make sure that you understand the goodness of God in your life, and it brings a real foundation for living. Bless the Lord. So let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to open again the Bible. What a wonderful privilege it is to preach and teach your people. And so I pray as those are listening right now, that you'd open up our ears to hear and our eyes to see what you say to us in these days in Jesus' name. Amen. If you look through the New Testament, each of the letters, the epistles they're called, but they're, they're letters, the apostles wrote them to different churches in different circumstances in different areas. Uh, as an example, he wrote to the Corinthian church uh, to explain to them about the misuse of spiritual gifts and how, how things were being done wrong and they should be done in a proper order. We've looked at um, in 2 Corinthians about co-labouring with Christ. In Romans, the, the apostle lays a real set of doctrine down about what we are and who we, what we're to believe and all that Christ has done for us. And then we move into the book of Galatians, written to the Galatian believers. And it's a gospel about the freedom that we now have in Jesus. Whichever way you look at it, people of all persuasions, all colours and creeds, all ethnicity and genders have issues. Many people would find themselves bound. You've heard how people have articulated it even during this pandemic, how they felt oppressed and chained up and, and tied in. Well, the, the truth is today, for, for us who know Jesus, there is a freedom, which is great, a freedom to live for Jesus and be servants of Jesus Christ and have him live in us and our lives should be different. The scripture says, and this is what we'll be looking at over these next few weeks, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. We're not again to be yoked with a load of rules and regulations. We're not here to be pushed into anybody's mold or box. Jesus wants us to live with the gifts he's put in us. He's created us with gifts and abilities. He wants to bless us, fill us with his presence and his spirit, to be the people he called us to be from our mother's wombs. Isn't that amazing? It starts off with this Paul, an apostle, set not by men, nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God from the Father who raised him from the dead. Paul wants us to know that his call was from God. He, he wasn't ordinarily a follower of Jesus. While all the stuff around Galilee was going on, and Peter, James and John were coming to know Christ, Paul was in a different place. He was sitting at the feet of Gamaliel, the great teacher, and he was becoming a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was learning the intricacies of the law. He was learning every letter and every line. He was, he was learning everything there was to know about Judaism. But he had no connections with Christ. In fact, he became a persecutor of the church and he was wanted to stamp out anybody that would own the name of Jesus. But we read, don't we, that he has this incredible encounter on the Damascus Road. And so he's telling people that, you know, it wasn't man that called me. It was God that reached out of heaven and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
So an incredible encounter Paul has and he becomes a follower of Jesus Christ. And this is his testament. He goes on to say grace and peace to you from our Lord and our God and our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us out of this present evil age, according to the will of your God and Father, to whom be glory now and forevermore. He's really positioning it all again, isn't he, about what he's about to say. And what he says is this, Dear Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age, the one who came to set us free. As we look at the book of Galatians, let this word just dwell in you richly. God has come to set you free. However dark your past, however dismal the experiences that you've been through, however much you've tried to make yourself better in the past without God's help, all of that is now in history mode. Because today it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. And I know, and there's one or two I've spoken to in church recently, and you know who you are. And as I'm saying this day, you're smiling to yourself. You're no longer what you were, but God has graciously saved you. And now you are free. Free to be a Holy Ghost terrorist, free to preach the name of Jesus, free to lay hands on the sick, free to be free from sin and, and know that you have a life in God and in heaven a place to go to when you die. Hallelujah. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Hallelujah. The world is always trying to squeeze us into its mould. And the devil is always trying to remind us of our past. As one great preacher said, when the devil tries to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. That's great, isn't it? When he tries to remind you of your past, just remind him of your future. It has been dealt with and it was for freedom today that Christ has set us he goes on to say this I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and then turn into a different gospel which is really no gospel at all somehow in the Galatian church they got away from this whole freedom in Christ business and the gospel had been genetically altered somebody had put some extra words to it or put a nuance around it that made the believers start to believe something that was different that was getting them bound up again and Paul really wants to point out you know the revelation of the gospel you know the, the gospel is the gospel it's the good news and we just need to keep on preaching the truth of the good news and it doesn't matter who says anything else we trust what the bible says we trust in the word of god we trust in jesus as being perfect theology if you want to know what god's look like just look at jesus bless the lord hallelujah we need to build on god alone and not on experiences it kind of brought me to this um part in Jesus' discourse when he's, he's given a parable about the sower and this is quite an interesting thing here because I think it just highlights what was happening in the Galatian church and all those like seed sown on rocket places heard the word at once and received it with joy in other words they had an emotional experience but since they had no roots it was only a short time that when trouble and persecution came because of the word they quickly fell away we're not here to have a experience in terms of emotion Although we are emotionally moved when God touches our lives. But we don't base our feelings on emotions. We base our faith and trust in the word of the living God. That's why we don't deviate. It doesn't matter whether you feel saved today. If you make Jesus the Lord of your life, I can tell you, on the, on the power and authority of his word, you are saved. And no one will ever pluck you from his hand. The devil will always try and tempt you. Did God really say? That was the first thing he said to Adam and Eve in the garden. Did God really say? 
always try to discredit God's word. And, and many of that comes with emotions. So when you don't feel like it, listen, I don't care whether I feel saved today or not, but I am a born again man. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to heaven whether I feel like it or not. Because I'm not basing my trust on my emotions. I'm putting my faith in the word of God. Bless his name forever. He goes on to say, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if an angel from heaven should preach another gospel, the one that we preach to, let them be accursed. Hallelujah. We believe in the church in apostolic authority. That, we, that means we believe in the Ephesians 4 giftings that God has placed among us. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers and evangelists. And our job, my job, as part of that team, is to build up the saints for the work of the ministry. But what I am not there for is to give extra biblical revelation and add to the Bible. I do not make papal announcements. The Roman Catholic Church believes something that's slightly different, where they believe that the Pope is infallible and that he adds along the way stuff and pronouncements to the Holy Canon of Scripture. And he interprets it. In the evangelical charismatic church and tradition to which we belong, we do not believe that. We believe that the Bible is God's inspired word of truth and that we are to preach it and to teach it and to live by it. But we do not add anything to it or take anything away from it. And that's what it says about it in the book of Revelation. Blessed is he who reads the words in this prophecy and he doesn't put anything in or take anything out. So we don't believe in what men say. We believe in what God says. Bless the Lord. And he goes on to say, you know, if an angel visited, if there was an apostolic thing, that's not right. If an apostle tries to, or a preacher tries to alter the word of God, that's not right. But it's even if an angel turns up from heaven, can you imagine an angel turning up tonight in church? You know, a great big white angel with a sword and making pronouncements. But the apostle says, even if an angel turns up with signs, wonders and miracles and a, and a, gr a great big uh, glowing sword, he is not to be trusted or believed if he decides to detract from the Bible, the living word of God. Don't ever get hung up on angels. We believe in the angelic realm. Let me tell you now, as, as your pastor, I believe in angels. I believe I've experienced angels. I've, I've seen angels myself personally. I believe angels are there to minister to the heirs of salvation, but there are also demonic angels and they can appear as angels of light and yet they are they're only there to deceive. So what the apostle says is don't believe in some kind of manifestation or vision or whatever else it might be. We put our trust in God and in his word and nothing else is to be believed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We believe in the revelation of the Bible. We believe the more that we look into it, the more we see it. It's like a multifaceted diamond. We hold the, the word of God up and let the Holy Spirit illuminate it and we are taught by it, but we do not move away from it he goes on to say this am i now trying to win the approval of human beings or of god or am i trying to please people if i was still trying to please people i would not be a servant of christ hallelujah hallelujah the gospel is the gospel is the gospel and paul's not moving off it he doesn't care if he upsets the whole church he knows the truth and that truth set him free on the damascus road you see, sometimes we can let the gospel be altered. And it doesn't automatically have to mean that somebody's added to it. I've found out in my Christian walk very often that it's been watered down. 
to make it more palatable. When there's been a real focus in our nation or in the nation of the world around moral issues, which the Bible has clear teaching on, what some of the church has done is watered those issues down and backpedaled on the word of God just so that we fit in to the thinking of this world or seem more aligned with the teaching of this world. That is not true Christianity. True Christianity is countercultural. The Bible will always get you in trouble. Read the book of Acts when they preach the gospel in a nation, in a hostile environment, in an empire run by the Romans, where the different thinking and philosophy, the Christian church butted its head against the authorities day in and day out, just like in China right now, where the gospel is preached. It's a complete opposite to what the Communist Party believe. And boy, is there a lot of friction. True Christianity will always be counter-cultural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't believe that the gospel, in the watered-down version of the gospel, we believe in the truth. It's by grace that we're saved, and, not, and this is a gift of God. It's not of ourselves that any of us should boast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's nothing this evening that can make God love you any more, and nothing he can make you do to love him any the less. He just loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The gospel is Christ calling us to himself daily not just sunday we're not talking about church attendance when we're talking about the gospel the problem is is that we've taken things from the bible and we've pigeonholed them and we've made them so so important yes i believe in church attendance yes i believe in giving a tithe of my money yes i believe in a lot of things that the scripture teaches but i believe one thing more than anything else the gospel has set me free and I'm to live as a free man. I am to love God with all my heart and to serve people and just to enjoy life. And if you are a Christian and you are miserable, you've got to ask yourself the question, are you really living in the true light and revelation of the gospel? Because the gospel is supposed to set you free, not make you more miserable. You know, some Christians, they look like they've been baptised in vinegar. They need to get a dose of the Holy Ghost joy inside of them and realise who we are in Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You know, there's there's a there's a the whole thing round now about you know the, the gospel is just such good news and we'll never have any problems again. That's a bit of a lie. That's all true in the gospel as well, isn't it? To say we'll never have any problems again. The scripture says in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Or in the words, I've set you free. You're going to find the situations around you that you are going to find pressured and hard and difficult, but believe this. I've set you free. And God has wanted to get this, this message right at the beginning of this session together on the book of Galatians. It's for freedom. For freedom Christ has set us free. The church should be the most free place on God's earth. People should come in and find a joy and a liberty and a freedom. You know, have you ever watched a, a little toddler when, when they just are just lost in their own little world of, you know, put some music on and they're just running around and dancing and you know, when those little lads, I know it's a bit of a Peter Kay story, but, you know, little lads, at, at, uh, when you go to a, a family wedding and the disco, the little lads run 100 miles an hour and then skin on knees across the dance floor and they don't care who's watching them or what's happening. They're just so happy. Well, that's the freedom I want in Christ. Amen. I want to just skin along the floor and laugh and joke and put my hands in the air and shout amen because of all that Jesus has done for us. If the gospel is not affecting you and giving you joy, then you need to go back and get a revelation of what Jesus has done for us 
in setting us free. Hallelujah. 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 I believe that with all of my heart. There's something just bubbling up in me. I didn't have any of this in, in my notes, really. I, I, there, there was so much more I wanted to concentrate on. But tonight, I just wanted to give you this, this whole theme and picture of being released. I think some of you have been bound up. Now, if you've been bound up by religious tradition, we need to smash that thing in the name of Jesus. There's been a lot of man-made rules put around Father's house. Over these next few weeks, I'm going to be preaching about Father's house. But, but the one thing that made Jesus Christ angry, and we don't read it often about him being angry, but he got furious when his Father's house was made something that it shouldn't be. And if church should never be a place of misery, and of and moaning and groaning and backbiting and disappointment and hurt. I've been brought up in church long enough to know that all of that stuff goes on. But as I keep saying, I'm pursuing a higher ground now. And on my watch as your pastor, I want us to have amazing fun. For Christ has set us free. I don't want us to be miserable. I don't want to pastor a miserable church. I want to pastor a church that laughs and jokes and rejoices and blesses and is positive and sings and shouts and cheers and dances and is at full liberty because we know one thing it doesn't matter what the world throws at us or what the enemy says about us we are free people we've been transformed from darkness into light we are no longer bound for hell but we're destined for heaven and we belong to the king of kings and the lord of lords it was for freedom that christ has set us free hallelujah the gospel's not some kind of magic ticket you know I love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I just can't help it. I boards up on it. Roll doll. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And Willy Wonka's magic ticket. You know, when you get to, when you get saved, you don't get a, a Willy Wonka's magic ticket to heaven. It's not that you get this special golden ticket that, you know, means that we don't have any trouble. But we do have freedom. And I think we just need just to get our minds a little bit off the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And I'm sure for some of you, this pandemic has just been a dreadful time. I think for all of us, it's been life-altering, if not life-transforming. But we can either allow ourselves to be destroyed by that, or we can again get the joy of the Lord back in our souls and become rejoicing in what God is doing in our hearts and in our lives. So I want to lay this foundation really for you today, is that Paul said, look, I didn't get this revelation from anybody else, I got it from God. I know I got it from God because it was the God that saved me on the Damascus Road. And people have come and tried to alter this gospel, but don't let it be altered. It doesn't matter whether, what I say or any of the apostles say. It doesn't matter what great Bible teacher from America tries to tell you something different. It doesn't matter how many people he's got in his church. If he's trying to change the gospel, he's a liar. It doesn't matter whether a great big angel from heaven comes and waves his sword and tells you a tale. That doesn't matter either. We stick to the truth of the word of God and we know it's the truth because you know what the truth sets us free so our little study in these next few weeks however long it takes I'm calling freedom in Christ there is a course you know, people have been on the alpha course I know there's a course called freedom in Christ and I pinched that little title so that's quite zippy so I thought I'll use that for more Bible studies but it is freedom in Christ that's what we're talking about talking about being free and who the sun sets free the scripture said is free Indeed. I just want you to get that whole... I, I can't repeat it enough to you tonight. I know some of you, you just need to get this revelation. Play this again. 
But you should be at liberty. Liberty set free. Just imagine that you were a prisoner. Just like they used to be in the days of the Bible. Just imagine you were in stocks and chains were around your ankles and your wrists. And that the rats were running around your cell. And then just imagine that somebody came and paid for you to be released from your prison cell and they came and they not only set you free and cut the chains they 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 had your hair cut and they 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 you trimmed your beard if you're a man amen not if you're a woman but you're a man they trimmed your beard and and, and they gave you some new clothes and, and you had a wash and you you felt fresh again you were then at liberty and that's the picture that i want to leave with you this evening it was for freedom that christ has set us free he's coming to our lives he's, he's set us free he's broken the sin so easily besets us. He smashed the chains of sin that would send us to hell. He's clothed us in robes of righteousness that we do not deserve. He's put a crown of beauty upon our heads. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear the word of God again this evening. You're a crown of beauty in the hands of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hands of God. No longer called forsaken or desolate. Or your land barren. But the Lord says you're called Hepzibah. The Lord's delight is in her. Hallelujah. That's what... For one of our ladies, if not several of our ladies right now. Believe you're at freedom. Believe that God has set you free. You're a crown of beauty in the hands of the Lord. Some of you have been smashed. And I just feel this is now prophetic now that's flowing. So you just stop with the Bible study guys. But, you know, I believe some of you have been in the past smashed and hurt by what people have said about you. People have, have used words. What a stupid st phrase that is. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words are the most powerful thing on the face of God's earth. It was with words, faithful words, that God created the heavens and the earth. So you better believe that words can hurt you. And some of us have been dealt a blow, I know. Some of you have felt that words have hurt you. But I want you to know today that the freedom that you have in Christ can set you free from cursed words, nasty words, words that have left an ingrained picture on your mind. I'm just going to pray in a moment for liberty. The stuff that people have said to you, that you're no good for nothing, you're ugly, you're dirty, you're despicable, you're disgusting. There's horrible words people have used over you. God does not use those over you. Hallelujah. He uses words. He calls you his chosen. He calls you his own. He's called us his sons and daughters. Hallelujah. We're not what we were. God has created us to be new creatures in Christ Jesus. And listen to this word and believe it right now. The old is gone. All that name calling and stupidity that people cursed over your life is gone. And the new words about your loveliness your worth and your value are now come in the name of Jesus. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Now I've preached myself happy. I've enjoyed myself. I'm sitting in my, in my office at home and uh, just enjoying God's word, just enjoying the whole thought that I'm no longer a slave to fear or to sin or to doubt or to anything else that the devil wants to throw at me. I'm a free man, hallelujah. And I'm going to live like a free man. You know, some people are sometimes given the keys to the city or you're, you're the free man of the city when they've done something wonderful. We're free men in the kingdom, free women in the kingdom of God. We've been given the keys to the kingdom. Never mind the keys to the city. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Wow, what privileges are ours as we serve Jesus together. May God truly bless you as we move into the book of Galatians. And I just pray that this word tonight will stir you to be more passionate as we are free people in Christ Jesus. So, Father, I pray right now for those that have been hurt and broken by nasty words, deceiving words, horrible words. I curse that thing in the name of Jesus. I pray that it will be removed from people's memories. 
and that father right now that you would just release freedom and blessing and liberty and joy into people's souls i pray over essentially community church we will be a community of joy happiness peace we will dance we will clap we will shout we will sing and we'll give god all the glory in his precious wonderful name amen keep on cheering into the bible studies if you know people that come to church and encourage them are you listening to the book of galatians you need to get free tell them and uh, encourage them to listen to god's word it's as we listen to the word of god together and apply it together we're going to see a tremendous breakthrough at church we're believing for hundreds of people to be saved we're believing for families to be put that together and sick bodies healed so stand with me in faith and trust and believe christ again in this day and generation so have a great great week get yourself to church we're trusting god for signs wonders and miracles after the preaching of the gospel Amen. So have a great evening and I'll see you soon.